This is the Weather Lounge here at Weatherworks. Hi there, and welcome back to the Weather Lounge. I'm your host, meteorologist Brad Miller, and our podcast comes to you from our Weatherworks headquarters here in Hackettstown, New Jersey. And joining me back here in the lounge is fellow meteorologist and co-host Mike Mahalik. Hey there, Mike. Hey, Brad. Always good to be here as usual. And we're into the first week of fall. Can you believe it? Hard to believe. Oh, my goodness. But you know what that means? We get into the first week of fall. That means winter isn't far away. Nope. Nope, not. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, even here at uh, Weatherworks, we're working uh, in the long range department, getting our winter previews together, our winter outlooks, our first thoughts of that recently. We're sending that to all of our clients putting it on podcasts, putting it into YouTube and all those good channels so everybody can get a look at what we're expecting. So um, we're coming down to the wire, though, that's for sure, with the uh, the outlooks. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's busy, that's for sure, as we uh, kind of ramp up uh, you know, towards winter. And uh, you know what, Mike, since we are into fall now and uh, thoughts of winter already beginning to fill everyone's head, it's on social media already. I mean, you start reading about, oh, wow. Look, it might snow next month already, but, um, you know, we thought we'd just dedicate a podcast to really how early can it really snow? Yeah, I mean, it is pretty remarkable how early it can snow in some cases. I mean, I think even um, some of the latest uh, models have been showing snow out in the west and the mountains out there recently. So, yeah, it's creeping its way down into the area, but it's not just the mountains of the Rockies that can get these early snows. It's also some areas in the Northeast and the Midwest uh, can certainly see some. There's some memorable ones out there for sure, and uh, we're going to cover that. And, and there's really nothing like an early season snowfall. You know, it kind of just feels different. So, uh, you know what? We're going to bring in our own producer, Mike Priante, and he can add some fun to the content today and to the podcast. So, uh, Mike, welcome back to the Weather Lounge as well. Uh, talk about some early season snowfall. I don't know how much fun I can bring here, though. <laughs> I don't know how much fun I ever bring here. Um, oh, Mike. <laughs> see, I don't know why you guys keep pulling me back into this stuff. It's like I'm here to produce your your episodes, and you're like, you know what? Let's just bring in the producer to talk on, on, on the podcast why, why not right like adding another person to the conversation it's like sitting around just you know shooting you you know whatever well, it's not <laughs> like you're just a nobody mike i mean yeah, you mike. are a, a meteorologist here at weatherworks so it's not like you don't have experience with all this stuff i know i also don't want to talk about snow this early but that's just me oh so. come on that's fun <laughs> uh, where that where are the 80 degree days no no that's long behind us we're finally getting into some fall like temperatures um, but, uh, you know what though, guys, uh, before we get too far into this podcast, let's take a short break. And when we come back, we'll discuss early season snowfall. So don't go away. Hey everyone. It's Mike Prianti from the weather lounge here. And let me tell you, dehydration is no joke. I went through it myself once and it's not fun. You get headaches, muscle spasms, cramps, the whole nine yards, but proper functional hydration is essential for just about everyone. Sometimes, though, water may not be enough, and that's where Liquid IV comes in. They're the number one powdered hydration brand in America, and their hydration multiplier is something you're most likely missing in your daily routine. 
You don't even have to be a sports professional to enjoy it either. With just one stick, you can hydrate twice as fast than using water alone. It has three times the amount of electrolytes than leading sports drinks. It's made from non-GMO ingredients, and it's chock full of essential vitamins. I personally enjoy the passion fruit flavor, but there are other great refreshing flavors you can choose from as well. So whether you're out landscaping, plowing a parking lot in a snowstorm, heading out for that afternoon jog, or even just feeling run down, Liquid IV is your go-to source for all hydration and wellness. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code WEATHERLOUNGE, capital W, capital L, at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WEATHERLOUNGE at liquidiv.com. All right, and welcome back. And uh, before we start this discussion about early season snowfall, I just want to mention that, yes, it does snow sometimes, even in the late summer across the highest elevations of the Rockies and the Sierras. And Mike had just mentioned that before the break. But we're kind of more interested in the early snows closer to sea level or ones that impact, uh, you know, larger populations than those that may live at 9, 10, 11,000 feet. So just, this is just an informal chat about the early season snowfall. So uh, Mike or Mike, uh, who wants to kick this one off? I think we should let our producer do it since he was so excited earlier. This is just a uh, this is just Mike being like, I don't want to talk about this. Let's just see what he has to. That's say. not true. That's yes, not true. Is. All right. Well, okay. So I know Brad mentioned about you know obviously the mountains snow early. Um, yeah. I will. I will say though that we cannot forget our friend Alaska because Alaska sees probably the earliest snow out of anybody in terms of the potential. I mean, um, just uh, across Fairbanks, the earliest snowfall ever recorded was August 29th, 1922. Um, I know it's now see that's way too early. If it's imagine if it snowed here in the East Coast in August, I don't I think everybody would lose their minds. Yeah. Snow um, cones. Snow cones. That's hey, that, that, that's true. Um, I mean, maybe not on the road, but yeah. Um, but anyway, a little interesting. Let's start flavor. here. Let's start here in the Northeast because okay. obviously that's our bread and butter. Um, so realistically, the average snowfall for really anybody here, um, you know, is probably the, the places you would expect up in Maine. Um, Caribou actually sees their first snow by October twenty third. And as we're recording this uh, podcast, it is toward the end of the month of September. So they really should start seeing the snow fly, you know, sometime during the middle to late part of next month. Um, everyone else, realistically, across the Northeast from like, you know, Burlington, Vermont, down toward um, realistically, like, you know, Boston, Hartford, a lot of places in New England really see their first snow in early to mid November. Um, and then, of course, toward the mid Atlantic, as you go farther south, we're talking now New York City down toward Philadelphia, uh, Maryland, Baltimore, Phil uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, these areas really don't see their their average snowfall start until early to mid-December. But as we'll go into uh, you know the rest of this episode here, you'll notice that uh, it, it can snow even earlier than that, um, possibly you know October, um, even late September in some instances in the Northeast, but most likely the earliest snowfalls have been around October and early November. And we, so. we have a good blog on that too, if uh, anyone's interested. Um, it's uh, first measurable snow in the Northeast blog. Um, I don't think I originally wrote it, but I kind of um, just revised it last year, uh, 2022. So uh, it's got you know all your average first snow dates there from Boston down to Washington, D.C. And then also the earliest recorded snow, which 
is kind of surprising on some of those dates. Um, you know, for instance, uh, New York City um, earliest measurable snow is actually October fifteenth, eighteen seventy six. Though wow. got a half an inch of, of Eight, snow. You say but, uh, 18, 1876? Yeah. Now, now one thing that's kind of neat though is if you notice, there's if you some if when you go check out this blog, there's four dates actually October tenth, nineteen seventy nine. So it must have been uh, a widespread cold outbreak because mm. you know. Philly got two inches of snow on that day. Uh, Hartford got almost two inches. Boston got under a half an inch. But it's just a common date, though. And even D.C. got 0.3 inches of snow on October 10, wow. 1979. So, um, and I, I don't know if I remember that. I was young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just this early of a snowfall, you know, I'm just thinking about uh charlie brown's uh christmas special <laughs> yeah and and how uh i think it's lucy lucy that says, yeah. yeah she she doesn't eat december snowflakes they're trying to catch snowflakes in their mouth or whatever and uh <laughs> oh, i think it's linus he's catching him and lucy's like i he's like all like i don't i don't like december snow i don't only wait till january <laughs> yeah they're not ripe yet or something like that <laughs> yeah. you know so i wonder what you would think about october snowfall yeah. you know what i'm saying <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, it is interesting that snow has fallen in October. And even as of recently, guys, it seems like right around Halloween has been a uh, key date uh, where we're seeing some snow here in the Northeast. Why is that? I don't know. It's kind of creepy. Some snow on the pumpkin, right? Right. Uh, I don't know what that's all about. I, I mean, even uh, obviously there's, well, maybe some listeners don't know, but along the Northeast, uh, in the Northeast, we had a big Halloween snowstorm right before Halloween back in 2011, um, which was, I mean, talking substantial amounts of snow. Um, but even before that, in 2008, uh, there was some snow on um just before Halloween too. Now that was mostly relegated to the Poconos of right, Northeast elevation. Pennsylvania and to the Catskills and, and stuff like that. But I remember that one because um, I was just starting at Weatherworks in 2008. And I remember calling in and, and talking to um, Sean Rowland, one of our, um, one of our managers, our vice presidents actually uh, of operations here at Weatherworks. And he, I said to him, is it really going to <laughs> snow? I'm looking at the models here and, and what the temperatures are and I can't believe it. And he's like, yeah, we're, we're sending out forecasts to a lot of the Poconos and stuff like that. Um, so it was, it was quite interesting. Um, I didn't see any snowflakes really, uh, in my neck of the woods, uh, south of the Poconos in Eastern Pennsylvania, but, um, it was interesting to say the least, uh, at least I had some of those, you know, melted slushy splatters on my windshield. That was about it though. Back in 1991, there was a big blizzard, but this is in the Midwest. It was more like, uh, uh, into Wisconsin and down into Minnesota and it got into like Chicago area. They were on the South side of this thing, but, um, Almost 37 inches of snow fell at Duluth, Minnesota. I mean, could you imagine getting over three feet of snow? This was on October 31st through November 3rd. It was like a three-day storm starting on Halloween in 1991. But, I mean, yeah, you can understand. Yeah, it snows early, get an inch or two. It, uh, yeah, winter's mm-hmm. on the way. But three feet of snow, I mean, on Halloween, I mean, 
Yeah, you can't really trick or treat with with that amount no. of snow on the ground. Three and feet a blizzard. Of snow. I mean, they got forty mile an hour mm-hmm. winds, but that that's one that kind of sticks out out there in the Midwest. But uh, in uh, I think Chicago got a, a few inches out of that one, but uh, not as much as like up in uh, Minnesota. Yeah, it looks like that's crazy. Yeah, Minneapolis up towards uh, Duluth and those areas. Um, but I, I suppose in those areas you would kind of sort of expect True. it uh, that early. I, I mean, it's still out of the ordinary, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I just feel like on the East Coast, it's even more rare uh, or rarer. I, I Mike, I think, um, you know, you're alluding to that because, yeah, I mean, parts of like we're talking like Minnesota, the, the upper peninsula of Michigan and, and you know, and, uh, and upper Wisconsin, North Dakota, places that are pretty much toward the Canadian border do see their average snow in October. But, you know, three feet of snow, that's, you know, I mean, a little that, bit excessive. It's a little bit excessive. I mean, average <laughs> snowfall typically is measurable and measurable can be, you know, point point one. Um, so like point one versus thirty seven is a little bit a uh, little bit of a discrepancy right there. Um, but again, you know, average snow in those areas are October. And again, as you go farther south, uh, basically, as you go farther south into the country, you know, um, the, the average snowfall pretty much starts to go into November and December. And hell, you know, even some places in like the South, now we're talking like Tennessee and Missouri, you know, those areas down there, you know, they probably, well, they may never, they may never even see snow at all, but typically it's more like January and February if they were to see any snow, because it's hard to get snow down there in like November, December, just because it's still pretty warm and, you know, the cold air is relegated to Canada and the northern half of the U.S. But there are, whenever you get outbreaks of, of the cold air in the south and, and you get snow, it's 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 realistically in January and February. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, hint, hint, this year might be one of those years where they see a little more snow down in the south. Um, El Nino. I'm just saying I've I've heard some things. You've heard uh, some things. <laughs> what What are your sources, Mike? Who's telling you these things? Uh, just those uh, super experts in the uh, long range department here at Weatherworks. <laughs> so they are very credible. So, I mean, I'm I just see. saying. OK. Right. You know, with uh, with El Nino going on, adding some extra moisture, it's a little cooler to the south than it normally is. So this might be a good year down there um, to see you know, a decent amount of snow. Now, a good year might be, um, you know, an average of four inches in something like Nashville. I think I just looked up that stat. It's about 4.7, I believe. Uh, so, I mean, a good year might be like eight, ten inches, something like that. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's not much, but a lot of those places though down there, usually it happens from one storm too, because all, you know, everything aligns and they get, you know, a, a three to six inch snowfall somewhere and other than, and then they just get some flurries here and there the rest of the year. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, again, I, I lived in Charleston for a long time and it snowed down there twice and, and they weren't little ones. They were like four to eight inches. And that's kind of what happens. You get a, what we call the Southeaster down there once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know, again, everything comes together and, and basically, but this is the middle of the winter though. We don't, you know, they don't deal with early snow really down there, but uh, it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, the, the early season snow is, it's fun in one respect, but it's also like, oh my God, <laughs> here it is snowing in October, early November. And we got six more months now of this because it's not going to stop or at least the chance of snow won't go away till probably, you know, end of March. <laughs> well, there's a lot of problems with early snow. I mean, oh yeah, that's true. You got to think about it. Like, not just here in the Northeast, but think about places that are snowing in September. I mean, 
and even like August for like, I don't know, Alaska, like those trees, I know they have a lot of, I know they have a lot of trees, like they have a lot of pine trees and they don't really lose leaves. They just lose needles. So like, that's a little different, but like places that have leaves that typically change color and fall. I mean, especially out here, like for the October 2011 storm, which, which caused tons of power outages and, and tons of damage because the trees were fully leafed and you're talking like, you know, 10 to 15 inches of a, now we're talking a wet snow. This isn't a fluffy kind of stuff. You can get your snow blower out and just like, you know, brush it off your car. Like, you know, in those winters where we get really cold air and it's like very fine snow, those high ratio snows. We're talking the eight to one ratios, the stuff that just makes it sloppy, um, very heavy. And you put that on the trees and, you know, the trees can't handle it because they're not used to it. So all of a sudden everything's down and power lines are down everywhere and it's just a mess. Yeah, uh, a lot of water content in that snowfall. And obviously, like you said, that's a key component of these early season snowstorms because typically your temperatures are going to be marginal. You're not getting that deep cold air like you're talking about in January or February to really um, make that fluffy snow. So, yeah, a lot of weight. But uh, while we're talking about that nor'easter, why don't we just go right into it, huh? um that 2011 halloween nor'easter in the northeast yeah sure i mean i was in high school so yeah, I, mean, I wasn't even up here i was still down south oh god you don't make me feel so old though goodness i had to do that uh, <laughs> i had to say that this this is this this is revenge for you you know pulling this oh i think i think our producer can start our episode yeah with yeah, yeah. Stuff. yeah yeah mike nice nice um so, yeah, anyway, you're in high school, and I'm at Weatherworks for three years now um, when we had this storm. <laughs> and, man, I, I'll tell you what, uh, it, this occurred on the 28th, 29th when it got started. Um, strong low pressure system for, for a nor'easter down to 971 millibars. Wow. I mean, that's pretty strong of a storm, that's that'll for sure. That'll some cold air. Right. And, and, you know, just the right track. We had some uh, high pressure to the north, some cold air to be available. And then once that storm got cranking, it could really tap into that cold air. And, and we get some of that evaporational cooling going on aloft and really brings down that snowfall. And yeah, it changed to snow. And we're not talking a little bit of snow here. We're talking about amounts in Connecticut that reached 24 inches. Wow. Uh, Massachusetts, 32 inches. That was the high uh, in the entire storm. And not to mention, uh, Massachusetts got 420 power outages from that storm. And Connecticut, 830,000 power outages. So just a real impactful storm and that alludes to what mike was talking about with that heavy wet snow that was being produced here just bringing down the tree branches left and right and power lines um it caused a total of uh let's see here over three million power outages yeah that's crazy um you know all the way from west virginia and into maine Uh, so pretty crazy amount out of this storm and i i do remember this very well also um big differences with just little elevation changes right i could imagine um even driving into hackettstown where we have some hills outside of the uh, hackettstown in new jersey that you know might be close to nine hundred thousand feet something like that um but then as you go down into town 
it's about 300 some odd feet, I believe. Um, so even that much of a difference of 700 feet or so was between maybe, I think it was seven or eight inches at the office. And I think it was over a foot in some places at that elevation. Yeah, that's, that's a forecasting nightmare. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially that and, early in the season and you're talking a short distance, we're talking sure. just a couple of miles. Uh, we were seeing those higher amounts and it was noticeable too, because you drive in over the hill to get to Hackettstown. Um, and certainly noticeable there was way more snow on top of the hill than there was in town. Now, what did I mean? I you were there, of course, for the storm. I mean, did, did more of the snow fall at night, Mike, or was it during the day, or was it like a, middle, a little bit of both? I mean, was it a twenty-four? It was a twenty-four hour storm, I would imagine. Yeah, you know what? I don't honestly remember exactly. <laughs> um, well, so, you're probably so busy with the forecast and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Um, so. I, I remember beforehand we were trying to name the storm because we, we wanted to give it something clever. And a lot of the media came up with Snowtober. Um, I never heard of the Shocktober part. Shocktober. Uh, yeah, that was kind of weird. Kind of. Well, I guess it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for some reason, I was fond of Octo Snow, but uh, that was kind of odd. Octopus um, Snow? Yeah, Octo I don't know. Snow? I don't know why I was going with that, but I just seemed to... You know, throw it out there and obviously it didn't stick to the wall but it seems like snow snowtober seemed to um, be the one that stuck for this storm name um, and I, I like the aspect of big winter storms like that you know just being called something interesting uh, <laughs> like snowmageddon um, that happened in uh, Maryland um, you know, I, I really like that sort of name and just calling stuff like the blizzard of blank year, blizzard of 93, you know, um, Superstorm 93, that sort yeah, of no, stuff. Those stick, yeah, I mean, those stick out like a sore thumb. So. I, I, I like those sort of names for things. I don't know. I guess I'm just an old timer because of it. But hey, a Superstorm, too. Don't forget that one. I want to mention, though, that um, this storm apparently well first of all it was a nor'easter let's just let's mm -hmm. just call it that it was a nor'easter um there were some decent winds i'm reading this uh, apparently uh, wind gusts of uh, around 70 miles an hour yes. on the cape uh unofficially 76 but i mean granted like anything over 60 in a nor'easter is decent um a one top gust in, in maine got to 77 miles an hour so Hurricane i mean I yeah i mean that's insane nor'easters they have low pressure and, uh, you know, they, they, they can get pretty powerful, you know, all, almost like blizzard like, although I don't know if you can have a blizzard with like those like very low ratio snows when it's like so heavy and wet. That snow can't blow around. It's like concrete. Yeah, it's hard to be drifting around. That's sure. Well, like Mike was saying, I mean, it just sticks to everything and the leaves and then, you know, the winds on top of a, a, a snow, you know, a heavy snow on the tree. It's just yeah, more so you have like the snow stuck to one side of the tree. You know what I'm saying? Ever see that before? <laughs> oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where the wind yeah. is out of the northeast so long, it just actually accumulates the wet snow on the side of the tree trunk. Just one side. Oh, yeah. Less visibility and more just slop, like being plastered everywhere. Yeah. So. Yeah, but that was, I have to say, that was my most memorable early season snowfall. That's for sure. Um, at least as far as um, 
our neck of the woods here is in in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Yeah. Now, Mike, not not to pick on you, and and only oh, because sure. you were you were involved with this storm. But uh, let's go back to November. Was it 2016? <laughs> mm, yeah, I know. That was oh, a Mike is like uh I don't, I never I don't know what you're yeah, talking what, about. Yeah, what storm? I blocked that out of my memory, Brad. Yeah, I remember. I mean, it's it's that's not as early as of course what we're talking about here, but that was a system that just um I mean, I remember that day. It was a Sunday. It was like in the 60s. And I think it was a Saturday because you're right, you're right. Um, there was Saturday. college football going on, and I remember that distinctly because I believe uh, at the Rutgers game, we might have had some employees at the Rutgers game, um, lot, a lot of Rucker alum, alumni, um, and they were telling me that there was sleet falling in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Yeah, so funny enough, um, that was uh, a few weeks after I actually started with Weatherworks. I'm looking up on my wall of my I, – I keep a lot of like – old ticket stubs and stuff that I hang up on the wall and I'm looking up and I'm seeing November 19th, 2016 um, and 8pm at Rutgers, you know, I'm a Penn State fan, obviously. So, um, but I was there for the game and I remember I was with my friend and it was raining and all of a sudden it started to mix over. And I remember because I was in the office, we were doing training and stuff. And I remember them talking about this storm. Um, and thankfully I wasn't, I wasn't working uh, that weekend. So um, sorry, Mike, but, uh, <laughs> it's okay. We, we, we handled it. Yeah, no. So I was like, cause I remember the forecast and I'm like, was it supposed to do this? And so then all of a sudden it started to like, you know, like it was started to sleep really heavy then. And I'm like, uh Oh, that's not good. Um, so yeah, Mike, yeah, I imagine at the office, it was kind of more of a scramble. It was a busy for forecast. I'm yeah, sure. it was a busy forecast. We got a lot of updates out to people quickly. And, um, yeah, I mean, certainly one of those storms, um, where, you can't discount some of these early season uh, storms, which can. Right, the dynamics with that system were yes. incredible. I, I remember watching lots. That, of yeah, I, I remember it started like in Harrisburg. They 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 went from like sixty five, and they had a thunderstorm, and then it changed over to sleet and snow, and that was the first kind of like okay, if it's snowing in central Pennsylvania at five p.m., what is this going to do as it goes east? <laughs> yeah, that was a front, right? Was it an anti front? I think. It was like, yeah, it, yeah was it was in a fun a lot with... of lift along it and, and, and even even some convection in there and I, I think that's what really uh, started to uh, cool columns and stuff like that going on because uh, there was so much vertical motion going on and yeah once we cooled that column a lot of the higher elevations just started changing over to snow and uh, yeah it was it was a storm to study that's for sure because it was it had everything that you know yeah. <laughs> Definitely not a, a storm that was um, handled well by a lot of the computer model guidance. So this is where um, you know the forecasters and experience the human certainly comes, comes in. in a little bit more um, because hey, look those those computer models are not always going to be uh, gospel, right? And they're tough to catch up to once it starts like that. You know, so that's that's. That's why they're called guidance, not forecast. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you need meteorologists like us to continue to monitor situations and, um, you know, make some calls based on their experience. So, um, but that was certainly an interesting one. I'm going to divert from that one though. And oh, come uh, on, Mike. let's keep talking let's, about it. Let's, 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 keep talking let's about talk it. about <laughs> something else. And uh, I came across one the other day um, that seemed 
really impressive, and that was uh, Lake Storm Aphid, which was yeah. – um, Aphid is an interesting name. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think the, the Weather Channel gave him that name. Actually, yeah. it probably was not the Weather Channel. Um, the Weather Service in Buffalo does name their storms, and this one they called uh, Lake Storm Aphid. Did not know that. Um, and this one occurred October 11th through the 13th back in 2006. And just impressive amounts of snow um, where we had 24 inches of lake effect snow that fell out of that system um, back in 2006. So, I mean, that that's that's like that's impressive for the middle of right. winter, let alone October getting two feet of snow from lake effect because again it has to be the perfect trajectory just enough cold air I mean you have to have a good cold air source I mean that early in the year yeah but still it happens so this is this is interesting here uh, there's a there's a timeline of events of, during this storm and um, um, it's it's amazing that the cloud tops started getting to twenty thousand feet or more off the lakes and lightning oh was starting to <laughs> get Ooh. produced out of these lake effect bands. Um, and they reached uh, over an inch an hour rates. Um, obviously the thunder snow with the lightning um, Buffalo airport grounded all their flights. Now it's amazing how fast this happened. So between the time the weather service in Buffalo issued a lake effect snow warning um, to the time they closed the airport was only from 2.30 till 7.30. So <laughs> five hours. Not a lot of lead time You, you, you could huh. see how fast um, they had to uh, make some adjustments based on this. And it's amazing. Um, but lots of trees down, lots of power outages, power lines toppling. Um, you know, areas of uh, the New York State Thruway were closed. Um, so, yeah, just a crazy storm. And this started in the afternoon, too, which just goes to show that even in the afternoon, early in... In October, yeah. Yeah, in October, early on in the season, if it snows hard enough, it's still going to cause a giant problem. Um I always said that, hey, I don't care if it's July. <laughs> if it snows three inches an hour, it's going to stick because it just can't melt fast enough. It, 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 yeah, it just cools the pavements and that such so fast. Yeah, so absolutely big snows here. 24 inches in Lancaster, uh, 22.6 in Chautauqua. Chitagua. 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 Tough time with that one. Buffalo had wide, wide ranging amounts. Uh, in the southern side of the of the city, they had 10 inches of snow. Downtown, 15, but on the north side of the city, 20. So right there, you have a 10 inch spread nice across gradient. the city itself. Um, now, 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 that happens. That does happen a lot. I mean, now look at last year in, in 20, was it 20? Well, when was the big one in Buffalo last year? In 2022, December? 
granted, it's not an early season snowfall, but re- remember the gradients with mm-hmm. that one. <laughs> I mean, we, we had like what maybe I mean not to, not to laugh at two feet, but like you know maybe ten miles away they had like you know three or four feet. It was just one of those you know setups. I mean that was that that was that incredible like effect uh, event last year, but um, oh yeah, not an early season one, but still one that sticks in your mind. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe how much there's snowed out there. You know, what's interesting to me for early season events, and this is really also the same kind of idea for late season events, and maybe we'll do another podcast in, like, March and April yeah, talking we'll about, talk about late season late snowfall events. It's kind of similar to the vein of what we're doing now. Um, but the sun angle and, you know, just basically – snow at night makes a huge difference, especially for that. Uh, and I'm, I'm sorry, Mike, for bringing back 2016 again, but that happened at night. So like if that happened during the day, maybe there wouldn't have been yeah, wide ranging impacts. Yeah. I mean, there probably still would have been higher elevation problems, but like there was snow all the way down to like, you know, well, level, yeah, so. I think the problem um, there too was, is that it started with sleet. Right. And Oh yeah. That coated uh, everything. Yep. If anybody knows anything about sleet, like a primer, sleet those little balls of ice that fall during the winter it just doesn't melt very quickly it's like throwing an ice cube on the pavement it doesn't melt right away right right so if you throw a bunch of little tiny ice cubes on it it piles up pretty quickly because it doesn't melt fast and once you get that base layer down and start snowing on top of it well there you go more snow than usual but mike uh sorry to interrupt your uh no, you're, you're fine. Uh, hearkening back to the wonderful 2016 November event. <laughs> I just remember that event because I was at the game and it was a good game because we pretty much just crushed Rutgers. Sorry, Rutgers fans, but that was a fun oh, game. Oh, that's right, Penn State, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun game. Anyway, but uh, yeah. no. I mean, like I said, I mean, sun angle makes a big difference. And it makes a big difference not just in early season storms, but just any time of the year. Like toward the end of the year, especially is when, you know, snow, if it's lightly snowing or it's like steadily snowing, you know, high sun angle will prevent stuff from sticking to pavements and stuff. So you won't have many issues, but snow at night, any time of the year, watch out. Yeah, absolutely. And since, um, you know, Mike was out in Buffalo, let's uh, let's get out to the Midwest again. And um, who remembers the Chicago Halloween snowstorm? And it was only about four years ago. Uh, 2019, uh, in fact, uh, our own Steve Copertino um, here at Weatherworks, uh, he wrote a nice blog about that. And again, if you want to check out any of our blogs, go to our website, weatherworksinc.com. Um, we have a, a slew of blogs about just about every topic. Um, but uh, Steve did a great job with this one. And um, it, it, it snowed. This was like a, a, a real you know, kind of midwinter snowstorm where Chicago O'Hare Airport got three and a half inches of snow. Rockford got almost four inches of snow. The further north you went, of course, you know, you got more. But uh, this was uh, this was an October 31st snowfall. So basically it uh, it started on Halloween and it ended on November 1st. So it was a, a real, you know, early season snowfall with, you know, some significant amounts. And, and the one thing that kind of sticks out is – uh, the 3.4 inches that's of snow that fell on Halloween uh, at O'Hare, it broke the daily record that was previously 0.1 inch. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> so it beat it by 3.3 inches. Wow. But uh, yeah, that was a great, uh, I, I kind of remember that storm, even though I don't forecast the Midwest. I remember our, our Midwestern uh, forecasters, Chris uh, Castellano, especially. And I, I kind of remember him, you know, well, well, uh, everyone else is kind of doing still summer forecasts. And here's Chris and uh 
you know, I, uh, I think uh, Brian, they were uh, sending out, you know, winter weather alerts here at Weatherworks. So. Yeah. Crazy. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. If it's going to snow, we got to let yep. everybody know about it, especially our storm alert clients. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, of course. Hey, Mike, now. You're not going to talk more about November, are you? No, why not? Okay. <laughs> I think we I think we've already <laughs> talked about that storm way too much. Okay. Okay, you're per, you're permitted to talk now. <laughs> okay. Um so I wanted to talk about I want I know we're and we should probably continue the mid, the Midwest, but I I, I really wanted to discuss cuz we talked about October 2011. What about Sandy? Mm. You know, now it wasn't a snowstorm for the northeast and obviously we all know that we had other issues to worry about, but you know, it did snow in other parts of the area. Yeah. Which was interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I remember when Sandy was first starting to get picked up on some of the modeling, um, we were actually, it was actually a very uh, much colder storm where we were thinking at first, oh, is this going to be another 2011, you know, <laughs> big time snowfall in October? You know, just kind of the same sort of storm. And that was how we were first looking at it. And then, of course, things trended, you know, more towards a tropical entity. And, and, and But on that backside, Mike, you're right. Lots of snow, especially over West Virginia. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think just seeing uh, West Virginia saw, I mean, as much as like over a foot, maybe two feet of snow. I think the max was, I believe it was um, 30, 36 inches, yeah. 36 inches actually in West Virginia mm-hmm. and, and the mountains of North Carolina. Um, Hey, that upslope, that, that, that's no joke. And if you're high enough and just, that's no joke. Yeah. Oh. Well, a lot of what happened there uh, with the storm dynamics is that there was a strong upper level trough, a low pressure uh, that was coming across the uh, Great Lakes and when Sandy was coming towards the coast, it kind of um, phased in with that. Uh, and then the tropical entity, Sandy, made its transition to basically a extremely powerful nor'easter um, as it merged with that system. So that's why we got a lot of snow on the backside of it, because it was just so much cold air getting funneled down. Uh, and and brought down from a loft and changing everything to snow over the elevations in West Virginia. Right, right, of course. And, you know, you know me, being a history guy, um, apparently, you know, it wasn't the only system that possibly was tropical, at least initially. Mm. Um, This was the New England hurricane, uh, or snow hurricane of October 9th, 1804. You're going back for this Um, one. We're going, we're going way back in time Before for global this. warming. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, even back then there was, uh, I mean, granted the, uh, the amount of science, uh, you know, in, involved in terms of whether or not this was a hurricane. I mean, this could have been nor'easter, but the way that it was described, it, it almost sounds like extra tropical kind of become like almost like what Sandy did. It became more extra tropical as it made landfall kind of. The, the difference between a hurricane and just kind of like a nor'easter uh, the, the, the starts to blend. But this, uh, you know, it, it started out with like hurricane force gusts, lots of rain, coastal flooding. But then it started to shift over and turn over to, to snow um, and not just snow like, you know, upstate New York and Vermont and Maine got a lot of snow. The Berkshires got as much as 12 or 12 to 24, even 30 inches of snow. Um, Catskills got 12 to 18, 
but it snowed all the way down to the Connecticut River Valley. So it was, uh, I mean, it, it, it was interesting. Um, I mean, one of those events where it just goes to show you that, like, you know, we can have these crazy events, you know, still. I mean, they had them back 100 years ago, 200 years ago. I mean, it's just a matter of getting everything right. These freak storms will happen. So we'll see, um, you know, what we have down the line. And to segue into that, Mike, uh, with your uh, your experts, so to speak, you have this information from our expert long-range meteorologists. Um, what are we looking at for, like, October and November? I mean, uh, northeast, midwest, like, obviously, we know that there's going to be sto- you know, snow in the Rockies. That's usually a decent bet because that's when they start seeing their snow early enough. But the northeast, the places, the populated areas, what are we going to be looking at in terms of, like, you know, are we looking at early snow? Are we still going to wait for snow? Like, what's the deal here? Well, you know what? Um, those records are sealed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> ah, damn. All right. Well, sorry, guys. We'll try again next time. But actually, it does look like we're going to, ha- going to have a rather slow beginning to the season. Um, it does look like December is a little bit milder than normal in the Northeast. It does look like a lot of the cold and a lot of the snow might be more backloaded this season. Um, so once we get into the new year, especially in February, it looks like it's going to be a rather cold month looking at our analog years that are similar to the upcoming winter. So I would say if we're looking for one of these big storms, let's go more into you know, late January, February period. Um, if I want to throw a prediction out, might as well just pull out President's Day because, you know, hey, it... it <laughs> We President's get, Day Part Three. Yeah, we get blizzards all the time on President's Day in yeah, the Northeast. So it's a very popular, uh, <laughs> popular snowstorm date. <laughs> you know, but I I do remember if anybody's listening out in the uh, out in the West in the Rockies, I believe uh, they were running much colder earlier in the year, um, based on our analogs. So certainly, I'd say there's a better chance of some early season snow. Um, but that's not really saying a whole lot in Denver, but it looks a little bit, um, you know, if you're in a place like Denver, I should say, uh, it does look a little bit more favorable that there'll be more cold air than typically uh, available early in the year out there. So, And you know what? We'll, we'll, end, we'll end on that note, Mike, because I've got two storms to talk about out there in Denver, and these are very impressive early season snowfalls, both of them. Um, the first one actually is pretty recent. It happened in 2020, um, September 5th, which was a Saturday. It was actually Labor Day weekend. It was a Saturday of Labor Day weekend. It was a late Labor Day because the first was on a Tuesday. So actually Labor Day itself wasn't until the 7th. So check this out, both of you. Everyone, listen to this. So September 5th, Denver set their all-time record high for September. It hit, it hit 101 degrees. Okay, so Saturday hits 101. The next day on the 6th, it hit 97, okay? Hot weekend, Labor Day weekend. People are in the pools, you know, enjoying the weekend. The 7th, Labor Day itself, it still got to 93 degrees. So beautiful, hot Labor Day weekend, okay? I don't know if I'd call that beautiful. <laughs> well, I understand. Really I know. It's late. Yeah, it is hot. It's very yeah. hot, obviously. Um, but by the evening of the 7th, which was Labor Day evening, uh, a series of cold fronts went through, and <laughs> they have to drop to the low 30s by early Tuesday morning. Snow developed on the front range of the Rockies and the foothills, and then it snowed basically all day on the 8th. So we went from 101 on Saturday 
to four to 10 inches in the mountains and the foothills of the front range um, wow. on that Tuesday. 5.6 inches of snow fell at the uh, Weather Service office in Boulder, and Denver officially measured one inch of snow on September the 8th after being 101 degrees 72 hours before that. <laughs> well, uh, that's, that's Colorado weather for you. I, I know. That is. I, mean, that's just... I have an aunt that lives out in Colorado in the foothills, and, and she says this kind of stuff all the time where it just it changes like that. I can understand in like December or January, you get a little warm up and then it just drops down and they yeah. snow. But I mean, go from 101 on Labor Day weekend to snowing, uh, you know, two days later. What was that? What was that front on? Like it just went from 101 <laughs> yeah. degrees to 30. Like, my yeah, God, it 30s, just must have been yeah, like beefed up. Drank a six pack of Red Bulls or something like that. Oh, it, it drank a 12 pack <laughs> of Red Bull. My God. Yeah. So uh, the last thing, and then we'll uh, we'll let Mike or Mike close it out here. Um, September third, nineteen sixty-one. So a couple days previous, uh, but of course different year. Four point two inches of snow was the earliest recorded snow in Denver's history. Uh, that dates back to the late eighteen hundreds. So um, and that actually came before Labor Day, uh, because the yeah. So it's. <laughs> 4.2 inches on September 3rd. You're basically still August. I mean, a couple of days into September, getting over four inches of snow. But that was the earliest, uh, 1961. That uh, I figured we end on a couple of uh, impressive snowfall totals out there. In yeah, well, I mean, they're an area where they do see these wild swings a lot, especially early in the season. And a lot of times late in the season, they see some of their biggest snows and and. Right, that's true too. It'll snow till May or yeah. I remember a Memorial Day snowstorm and, there a couple of years you ago. You know, it's not some of their biggest storms don't always happen in the middle of winter in January. Um so whereas that's where we like to look for on the East Coast. Um but uh yeah, definitely some impressive uh changes in weather there. That is for sure. So I think we about hit all those early season snow uh, storms. If you guys have any others, uh, I mean, I'd be glad to talk about it, but I think we got about all of them. We talked about 2016, right? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> um, it, Brad, note uh, in our uh, show notes, uh, do, no more do not invite Mike Priante back. <laughs> um into the show because i think we've had about enough of that uh the inside joke was right mike was i was working that, that weekend. weekend and it was very very busy if you can busy, imagine yes. um so that's why uh, mike keeps jokingly bringing that up and kind of throwing that in my face um so i appreciate that mike um of course no problem anytime i'm you glad did to this be here. on purpose in order to get you off the maybe show maybe he doesn't want to be on I, anymore I think that's, that's why he no no <laughs> no why would you say that well anyway so that's it for our podcast uh we'll have a lot more on this upcoming winter coming up in the next several weeks uh we'll have our final winter outlook coming up in the middle of october uh, we'll likely do a uh, webinar and a podcast towards the end of October. Um, so if there's any early snow on the horizon, we'll certainly start talking about that if our long range guys are sniffing some of that out. So anyway, that is it for our show. And thanks for listening, everybody. Remember to catch us uh, on social media, Weatherworks, find us anywhere on all social media channels. And also remember to visit weatherworksinc.com for all those 
great blogs that Ra- that Brad alluded to earlier in the podcast. Lots of blogs on there. Lots of educational blogs, too, if you even need to know the difference between a high and a low pressure. We have that kind of stuff there, too. Um, so remember, we'll have a new show here on the Weather Lounge every two weeks. So come back and visit us. But until then, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.